0: Coming to you is episode 57 of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Let's have some fun, folks. Sit back, relax, crack a cold one, maybe grab a snack, and uh, just let the baritones of Adam Pedersen send you down a path of hopefully entertainment and good laughs. Let's get into this new episode. Well, I am your host, Adam Pedersen, and I'm going to be going solo this episode. It's only me, by myself, Um, my whole life. I've been told by other people that I talk too much, that I never run out of things to say, so hopefully this episode proves that. Hopefully I can make it last uh, longer than 14 minutes, and we can have a little fun. You be the judge. I... This is the ultimate accountability episode, because if it stinks, I've got no one to blame but myself, no finger pointing, no nothing. So I guess if it stinks, it's on me, and I'm going to have to live with that. I'm going to have to wear that. I'm going to have to own that. So anyway, um, Steve and Brett had some stuff going on. Couldn't be here tonight. Uh, Steve is gone because the man had a child. So congratulations to Steve Hamer, are in order. He and uh, his beautiful wife, Jen, had a son, Bennett Dwayne Hamer, uh, for some pictures I've seen and apparently what the nurses uh, say. Um, the man has giant feet and giant hands. So maybe look out for a future Bennett Dwayne Hamer, I don't know, Iowa Hawkeye tight end, maybe left tackle for the Hawks. And then go play for the Chiefs. Um, fingers crossed, he's huge and plays for the Chiefs. And uh, we can get some season tickets or maybe a little VIP pass for me um, to watch some Chiefs games. So, Steve, congrats. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, Steve has been a stepdad up until now. And now he has a biological child of his own. I imagine uh, that's life changing and, and all the emotions. I wouldn't know, but I imagine from what I hear, it's kind of a cool thing to have your own kid. So a few things I want uh, to chat about here. This episode, we'll have, we'll have the usual Pedersen luck. I'm going to share a weird news story with you. There will be a few things in between. Um, but it, it might almost kind of be like the Adam, Adam's grievances episode, which I guess a lot of you out there shouldn't be surprised about. I have lots of opinions on many things. Many things bother me, and uh, I'm not afraid to talk about it. So um, a few of them here, though, that has bothered me over the years. I actually talked about it on the snack episode when Ryan Burkhart joined us. Was the ever-increasing price of beef, everything beef-related. Beef you buy in the grocery store, Uh, beef jerky is just absolutely insane what it costs in the grocery store or in the gas station. Pardon me. Uh, I just remember two summers ago, I would go to Casey's and get a 10 ounce bag of cattleman's beef jerky for ten ninety nine. a 10 ounce bag of cattleman's beef jerky. Now 18 99. This is ridiculous. And, uh, and I, you know, everyone says, well, what's the problem? What's the problem? I keep saying the meat packers, Tyson, all the big four meat packers, when the pandemic hit in 2020, you know, so many of these companies will use something like that to their advantage. They'll start making up reasons why they, oh, there's a shortage. We got to, there's going to be a massive demand. We got to jack our prices up, which means for grocery stores to make money, they've got to raise their prices too because of what they're having to pay for boxed beef. Well, grocery stores aren't seeing any more money with those high prices. They're just having to cover their butt to make money farmers aren't seeing much more money on the cattle prices at all and it's all these big corporations of the box beef people getting rich listen to this stat meat prices increased by double digits Tyson's CEO said that they're asking customers to pay for inflation so Tyson's CEO is saying all the increase in the in the price of beef is because they're asking their customers to quote unquote pay for inflation. What a joke! Oh, that makes me sick. Uh, meanwhile, Tyson posted one billion dollars in profits last quarter. Just last quarter, one billion. You heard that right. Not income, profit. One billion in. Profit last quarter. That is a 48% increase from the first quarter of 2021, just a year ago. So, people, please do not be fooled. There's one thing and one thing only when it comes to this outrageous food price we're getting it's corporate greed. I'm not trying to be Mr. Ah, corporates have to kill us. I'm a big fan of capitalism. Don't get me wrong. So I, I I might sound a little bit like a hypocrite here, but at some point it goes a little too far when you're just completely screwing over the consumer. One billion in profit in one freaking quarter. Come on, <sighs> these people need to be better. Uh, our politicians always say, "Oh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna investigate it. We're gonna look into it." They're just saying it to make everybody feel better, like they're doing something they're doing nothing. They're, they're doing nothing. No change will come from them because all these CEOs and executives of these big companies with a lot of money are the ones shelling out money to campaigns, pulling strings, golfing buddies with politicians. So I don't know what it's going to take to change. It's going to have to be some politicians that come in and are all fired up and you know don't care about being buddy-buddy with these people. But I just thought I'd share a little insight there as to why food prices are outrageous. And when I, I say blame the meat packers, I, I mean, blame the meat packers. It's absolutely on them. And now you guys know another thing that I was, uh, that I was thinking of here. I'm out in the pasture. Well, actually this was a couple of days ago. I'm out in the pasture, checking calves over, Um, just making sure there's no sick calves they got to take care of or anything. And there's this, uh, there's, I have one cow that's mean. Uh, and when she has a calf, get out of the way. You do not want to be close to her. She will truck you. She'll straight up go right. Joystick forward, college football style, truck stick, run you over. She, I mean, until her calf is like two weeks old, you, you do not want to get near her. When she's with her calf because she'll come for you so a few days ago i'm out in the pasture checking calves and i look behind me i can hear something coming well this cow's calf thought it, oh it's playtime i'm gonna chase adam around he's walking around the pasture i'm gonna run around chase him around and see if he wants to play so this mean cow's calf is following me around will not leave me alone wants to play the mean cow is chasing me all over the pasture i'm running her calf is running behind me she's running behind the calf to come after me finally i got rid of the calf i it, it stopped chasing me and the cow left me alone but i got a good workout there i was running i don't know probably 10 4, 100 usain boat style no big deal it's amazing how fast you can run when a cow's coming after you and, uh, all I could think of was like, man, if a car could have driven by or something, and we could have had, we could have had, uh, had that on video, old school, America's funniest video style back in the day, or gotten on ridiculous or ridiculousness or something. Uh, who knows? Could have had a little fame there, but, uh, it was, it was entertaining. These little calves, that just, they're just, they're just playful. They want to run around and play when you're out there, but, uh, preferably the calf, that belongs to the cow that wants to run me over and end my life. If I get near her calf, uh, preferably, uh, that calf it would be, it'd be nice if that wasn't the calf chasing me around. I've got a funny story here for you. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this story and, uh, Oh boy. Oh, there's a lot of goofy people in the world. It is time for another segment of
1: we're news. Oh, All righty, folks. Some of you might know this. If some of you don't, the owner of Rembrandt
0: Enterprises in Rembrandt, Iowa, a the massive um, chicken egg pr- uh, production facility, is owned by Glenn Taylor. Glenn Taylor used to own the Minnesota Timberwolves. Glenn Taylor sold the Minnesota Timberwolves in 2021. That is important for this story. All right. Animal activist Alicia Santurio, trending as hashtag glue girl, laughed about her stunt afterward, even though she had a serious motive a woman protesting the mass killing of chickens tried to glue herself to a basketball court Tuesday during a play-in game between the host Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Clippers. While TNT announcers Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller tried to figure out what in the world was going on, As personnel surrounded the protester near the baseline, sideline reporter Allie LaForce said the interloper tried to glue herself to the floor and was resisting security. The protester left... (laughs) This part gets me every time. The protester left a white handprint on the hardwood one photo showed. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right. She was trying to glue herself to the floor with Elmer's glue. I mean, we're not we're not gluing like a, a a cotton like a colored cotton ball to a piece of paper in kindergarten art class here. Come on, come on, lady. The Animal Rights Group Direct Action Everywhere confirmed the motive in a news release identifying the activist as Alicia Santerio Santerio wore a t-shirt saying Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive to protest the mass killing of chickens amid an avian flu outbreak Alicia we're trying to stop the spread of bird flu here Alicia on Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor's Iowa egg farm According to the release, the group alleged the suffocation method used to kill the birds was inhumane and against state law. A laughing, okay, I'll go back to that. A laughing Santurio, still wearing her shirt and trending on Twitter as hashtag glue girl later took to the platform to say her stunt was to raise awareness of Direct Action Everywhere's investigation of Taylor's farm santerio was not jailed direct action everywhere spokesman matt johnson noted the timberwolves announced on twitter that the team was in touch with target center security
1: to address the fan disruption okay alicia what do you propose
0: as the way we put we put these birds down you think you think uh suffocating and gassing them is inhumane so I I guess Alicia Alicia I mean she's okay so someone who protests animals and runs out on the floor and tries to use kindergarten glue to glue herself to the court got a good feeling she's probably against guns so Alicia probably isn't gonna want people to you know go in with some AR-15s and just unload a bunch of chambers on these chickens that's probably worse and way more work to clean up and much more of a mess than gassing them so alicia i would like to know i would like to know uh, what you think we should do here to 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 end these chickens they have bird flu so we can stop uh, the spread of bird flu around here um i i mean what's your what's your plan here lady you want to take each chicken out one by one. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. What does she want to do? Chop the head off? Does she think that's more humane? Or maybe like give them a, a nice little hug before, like a human gently squeezes the the neck so they can't breathe. I don't. I don't. I don't. Just don't know what to do. Like, there's no humane way to do this, Alicia. Uh, the way they're doing it. I I promise you is probably the most humane and (laughs) the white handprint with Elmer's glue. So let's touch on that quick. Uh, If she really wanted to make, you know, make a scene and really stick herself to that floor. She should have ran out. there with a bucket, like a five gallon bucket of super gorilla glue and just doused herself with that or a big old bin of it jumped in the bin of glue and then just, cannonballed straight onto the floor, stomach first legs and arms spread out and just glued herself there. And I, I mean, she probably would have got pulled up before anything happened, but it would, it would have been a better effort than I'm going to put some Elmer's glue on my hand and, and stick my hand on, on this basketball court. There's no Iowa nice to this story. I mean, the story takes it's, it's she's protesting something happening in Iowa, but I don't, I don't know how to put an eye when I spin on that. I just people I understand people have their 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 causes that they support and uh and love and and are you know they wanna they wanna do good things for the world, but sometimes sometimes their actions make me giggle and don't make a lot of sense. But thank you for the funny content, Alicia. And uh it'll be interesting to see what
1: happens with Rembrandt Enterprises. Okay, there's a pandemic, folks.
0: There is a pan, there's multiple pandemics outside of the pandemic.
1: And I'm going to share some with you. There's a pandemic! And it's nice, mid-2010s,
0: Ford F-150s, and people thinking they need to take off the stock tires and put extra wide tires on them what are you doing what are you doing bub that's not a good look your 2014 f-150
1: that you put wired wide tires on does not look classy it's not a great look um
0: i mean i guess more power to you if that's what you dig but i've seen a lot of them around lady uh, lately and i i just i don't like it I think it's a bad look. Uh, I think it's goofy, and it's like putting a spoiler, putting a spoiler on a. I'm gonna put a big purple, purple and green like lizard picture on it. Spoiler onto a
1: 2014 Toyota Camry. I don't know what are we doing. Let's knock that off. Okay. There's a pandemic. And it's people who talk on speakerphone in public. What are you doing?
0: The 14 people around you don't want to hear your conversation. They don't want to be a part of that. That's your life, not theirs. Why don't we push that speakerphone button, take it off a speakerphone, uh, and just put that phone up to your ear and have a conversation that only you and the person on the other line can hear and understand and know what's going on. I don't need to be, I don't need to be walking through some restaurant or something and hear you getting yelled at by your wife because you forgot to the gro- go to the grocery store and buy bread and she's pissed and she's calling you a name that made me, makes me feel bad for you. And now my day's ruined because I feel bad for you guy. Cause I don't want to have to hear you getting yelled at on the phone, on speakerphone. At least I can go about my day thinking that you were having, you know, a nice conversation that was productive. If your phone wasn't on speakerphone and I didn't hear you, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to hear you talking to your grandma or grandpa or someone trying to get a a prescription refilled. You know, no one needs to, no one needs to hear that conversation. If you're going to talk on speakerphone, go find a corner that's quiet where no one's around, go outside, sit in your vehicle, do it. But people can we stop talking on our speaker phones
1: in public, especially man, I was in, I was in church like 2015
0: lady behind me gets a phone call during church. Her ringer is loud. And uh, I mean, I understand if like you're something like an emergency might happen or you're expecting a really important call that could happen, but You should just have your phone out on silent still so you can see it if a call comes through and then walk out. No, this lady has her ring, full blast, goes off mid-sermon. Everyone does the head turn. The people that don't turn the head are thinking to themselves, oh, my gosh, what's this person doing? Seriously, why didn't they turn their phone on silent? Oh, my goodness. This lady answers the phone and proceeds to have like a five-minute out loud conversation with the person she's talking to in front. I mean, she's right behind me and she didn't have it on speakerphone, but I'm close enough where I can hear what the other person's still saying. And she's just answering the conversation, answering the questions, having a casual conversation mid sermon while church is going on. Our pastor luckily is a freaking pro. It just kept going through it. So awkward. Everyone in church is like staring like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Huh? You want to maybe put that phone away or go outside in the hallway to have this conversation? I'll never understand. There's probably things I do in public or things I do that, well, I know there is. There's, I know there's things I do that probably annoy and bother people, but I mean, come on, I, I I feel I'm the self-awareness king, the self-proclaimed self-awareness king here, as I've told Brett and Steve before on this podcast. I'm not going to answer my phone and talk on it in the middle of church. Come on, What are we doing?
1: Go in the hallway. There's a pandemic. And it's the Minnesota Twins.
0: Surprise, surprise. The Minnesota Twins are the gold standard of poor off-season moves. The gold standard of not learning. From their past failures and adjusting their future to avoid those failures. Failures. The gold standard of being cheap and not going all in on pitching. Twins, I love you. I'm on the record on this podcast saying I would gladly accept a decade straight of Iowa Hawkeye football not winning a single game if it means. You win a World Series. I love you that much, Minnesota Twins. You are my team, my all-time favorite team, above all teams. You are my team. Baseball's my favorite sport. I love the Twins so much. And what do they do? Another offseason of not going after pitching. Another offseason of giving away the good ones they do have. Gave away Taylor Rogers, all-star closer. In four appearances with the chart with the San Diego Padres, he's basically perfect. Four saves, giving up almost no hits, bunch of strikeouts. But hey, Twins, good on you. You went and spent a bunch of money and got the top free agent, Carlos Correa. Guess what? You gotta have pitching to win in the playoffs. Oh, what's that? The Twins have lost 19 straight playoff games. Hmm. Join me, audience, right now. Let's have have ourselves a 10-second think. Why could that be? Hmm. Maybe because the Twins have never gone all in on pitching and they give away the good ones. You can't win in the playoffs without pitching. Twins, you are the ultimate baseball pandemic. You break my heart with poor moves. You choke when you do get to the playoffs because you're not set up for it with pitching. (sighs) Folks, it's looking like it could be another long summer. I'm watching some average twins baseball. If they go 80 and 82, 82 and 80, it's probably what it'll be. Something like that.
1: And finally, there's a pandemic. And I know it. And you know it. And we all know it. It is wind. Holy cow. We are going on a month straight almost, folks, of
0: some insanely windy day. I mean, the wind doesn't feel like it has stopped blowing for a month. And today, April 14th, was the icing on the cake. We had 45 mile per hour sustained winds. We got up to 50 for a little bit. Gusts were into the 50s. It was like the dust bowl out there doing chores, checking cattle, working outside today, just a constant flow of dust blowing across the farm and across fields it was just a brown haze in the air all day long and that's because uh we're insanely dry as well and we're in a drought and when we're in a drought and what little rain we do get it just instantly is gone because this crazy wind dries out the ground and it won't warm up and it's freezing at night and pastures won't grow things won't grow the weather' is a bummer right now, but the the ultimate terrible is this wind and I know all of you out there agree with me and if there's one of you out there that thinks it's been a good thing and you enjoy this wind, I'd love to have a sit down and talk with you and ask you who hurt you and why you think that today. I came in sighed at one point and had like my teeth were brown there was dirt my teeth we're covered in dirt because you don't notice it. It's just blowing constant dirt and dust across the farm with this wind. And it's getting in my mouth, up my nose, in my ears, dirt on my teeth. I mean, this wind, it's its looking like it'll hope to slow down here going into the weekend. My goodness, you're tired of it. I'm tired of it. We are all tired of it. And, uh, oh boy, let's hope this wind. Let's hope this wind stops soon because it's, it's, it's driving me to my breaking point. It's making me crazy. I'm all, I was already crazy. It's making me crazier. So
1: those are some pandemics that uh, I needed to get off my chest. Uh, thank you for listening. Who wants to talk about food? I love food. It's time for What's cooking.
0: All right, I've had a good week. I've had a great week with food, you could say. Even, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back though to, um, let's see here, about two weeks ago. By the time you guys hear this on Monday the 16th, it will have been on Monday the 18th. Guy can't do math. By the time you hear this on Monday the 18th, it will have been two weeks since I was in Sioux Falls. I sold cattle. Ooh. Ooh. Your boy had some good food while he was in Sioux Falls. Stayed overnight at my sister's. Um, we got a Indian. Was it Indian? Oh, it was like Japanese food one night, I think. Oh, boy, it was good. Um, I had Bun Bao. Freaking delicious. I had a Cornish hen. People, if you have a chance sometime in a restaurant to get a Cornish hen, oh, do it. The meat was so tender, amazing, delicious. Holy cow, was it good. And then the next day before I came home, uh, went and got me a poke bowl, a Hawaiian poke bowl. That was just phenomenal. Chicken, pineapple, rice, Asian sauces, corn, peas, all, all the good stuff. Just, Just amazing. And then I also got a sushi roll to go with it. Paradise Roll. The sushi roll was called a Paradise Roll. It's the first time I'd ever even seen this on a menu. It had tempura banana in it. And there was also some spicy crab and all your all your sushi, you know, OGs and regulars, but the tempura banana, this sushi roll was money, folks. Money. Um and then I decided to uh to uh talk to uh my inner 8-year-old this week and I thought it was a good time to have a little mac and cheese. So I made me some Kraft mac and cheese. Uh I had never put hot dogs in it before. I had some friends tell me you got to put hot dogs in your mac and cheese, cut up some hot dogs and put them in there. I did it. I mean, I still ate it. it's still it was good, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. I just want my mac and cheese plain. But one thing I did do, I took those hot dogs I took that mac and cheese. I fried them a little bit with some butter in the pan. Got them a little crispy on the edges. I threw that baby in a burrito. Topped it with some buffalo sauce. Oh, my gosh. Like buffalo mac and cheese dog burrito. (laughs) I'm telling you people. I'm telling you people. It was good. If you ever have some leftover at home or you make some at home you got to you got to throw this in a burrito where that burrito folds over stick that on the pan just so it kind of gives it that grilled burrito style taco john style grilled burrito feel and folks drizzle a little frank's red on there if you got it i'm telling you
1: i'm telling you it's going to take you to food heaven i promise but make sure you use all beef hot dogs Sorry, went a little ASMR there on you.
0: So I had that this week. Um, my upcoming meal, I'm making me some Asian stir fry. I've got a rump roast and a chuck roast thawed in the fridge. Gonna die, gonna chop them up, dice them up, uh, make a little Asian Asian beef out of them, Asian glazed beef. Make some rice, and then I've got me some peas, carrots, onions, broccoli. Stir fry mix. I'm gonna have Asian stir fry all week. It's gonna be glorious. Best part of my day all week is probably gonna be when I go home and eat because I am an Asian fiend. Love me, my Asian food. And can we not sleep on how amazing just meat and cheese is like just cut up a block of Swiss cheese or sharp cheddar, slice up some ham and just some straight up meat and cheese. I had the uh, I had the hankering for that this week, so I thought out. A uh, cured ham roast I had in my freezer, chopped it up, so I got a bunch of ham on hand and sliced up a block of Swiss cheese and sharp cheddar cheese and i mean i don't I don't care I don't care if i'm if I've been eating like a ten year old lately. Don't sleep on little meat and cheese, folks. it's amazing, it's delicious. oh, a little handful, like six pieces of meat, six pieces of cheese, low carb meal, delicious, not a lot of sugar.
1: I mean, come on.
0: Don't sleep on it. And today, today I I opened myself to a whole new world. I had Hawaiian rolls on hand. And I diced up some pork chop and steak that I had left over that I grilled. And while I was heating that up in the oven, I took these Hawaiian rolls and I smashed them.
1: Normally I cut them in half
0: and butter them. Sprinkle a little garlic salt on them and I make little it's almost like little uh garlic toast sliders. But I didn't cut them in half this time, ladies and gentlemen. I smashed them. I smashed them into flat little Hawaiian rolls. And what did I do? I buttered both sides of a completely smashed Hawaiian roll, sprinkled it with a little garlic salt on each side, pan-fried them, and it blew my mind. This was the most incredible garlic bread I've ever had in my life. And let me tell you why. Let me paint a picture for you here. Let's let's paint a food picture with Ped. Sorry, that was a lot of peas. My bad. But we're gonna paint a food picture with Ped. (laughs) So you eat these, they're crispy on the outside. They got that beautiful pan-fried char of butter and garlic on the outside. And you bite into them, they're crispy on the outside. They're only I don't know, a quarter inch thick because I smashed them. But then you bite into that. And that sweet Hawaiian roll is still soft on the inside. So you're getting the crispy outside, the soft, sweet Hawaiian
1: inside. <laughs> Food. Heaven. So good. It was like, I feel like I unlocked a cheat code or
0: something. I'm, people, there, you, there might be some of you out there listening who have done it before. I don't know. I feel like I unlocked a cheat code. It was incredible. And I'm thinking someday down the road might have a food truck. Who knows those smashed Hawaiian, Hawaiian uh, rolls, like garlic, garlic bread, Hawaiian roll things could be the bread for a burger or like a ham and swish, like sandwich you do on the flat top of the Blackstone, something like that. Come on, people. You feeling me here? It could be the bread for like little mini BLTs. I mean, my mind, my mind is racing right now with all the things I want to do. I can't wait to use that for BLT. I'm gonna make smashed Hawaiian garlic bread BLTs this summer. Oh boy, I can't wait until summer. Now I'm just now I'm just craving it and want it. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. So that's what I'm doing for food. That's what I did for food. Um, why don't you let me know if you guys got some great recipes? Let me know. There's few things on earth I love more than food. Few things, very very few things I love more
1: than food it is time for another segment of petterson luck
0: <sighs> petterson luck segment is brought to you by moonlight lawn care which is owned and operated by steve botcher he uh, will take care of all of your aeration spraying seeding and fertilization needs for your yard uh, he does not mow so, just as main four are aeration, spraying, seeding, and fertilizing. And you can get a hold of Steve for all of your lawn care needs at 712-749-0698. That is Moonlight Lawn Care. All right, folks. <laughs> oh, I think you're going to enjoy this Patterson luck story. But first, hold on. I got a scratchy scratch in my
1: throat. I need a sip. Okay. This Pedersen Luck story takes place, let's see here. I think uh
0: I think it takes place like almost exactly nine years ago. It was like mid April 2013. Me and some friends, um the the like November before that, so around November 2012, we decide we should take a trip. We should go somewhere warm. We've never really gone anywhere, done anything. You know, we're all fresh out of college or just in our early 20s. We decide we're going to take a trip. We're going to go to Cozumel, Mexico. Sounds amazing to me. I'm not a big fan of the heat, but I'll handle it there to have some fun in the tropics there, hanging in the ocean, living the dream, responsibility-free for five days or so. So we book our trip to... uh A uh, all-inclusive resort in Cozumel. Fast forward to April of 2013. It's time to go. We have ourselves a great vacation there. Oh, had just a blast with all the awesome, all-inclusive amenities you get. Just uh, just a great time. Great trip. So we're on the way home. We're in the airport. We're, uh, I believe we've, Gotten out of Mexico and now we're back in. I think maybe Atlanta. We flew in Atlanta or something, and I get approached in the airport by a bunch of uh, police officers and airport security, coming right for me. It's very clear they're coming for me. And so, I'm thinking, what is going on? I know I didn't do anything illegal. I'm. I'm I don't think I've broken any laws. What's happening? They come up to me very aggressively. And say, sir, uh, we're gonna need you to come with us. And I said, What's going on? They said, they said, just come with us. We'll talk to you when we get where we're going. They they, they will not answer my question. My friends are like looking like, What in what in the world's going on? I get taken to the detainment room where like criminals and people on the run go. I get there and I say, You guys gotta tell me what's going on. I haven't done anything. And this police officer tell he goes, Is your name Adam Peterson? I said, yeah. He said, what are you like? Why are you here? Like, where are you going? I said, well, me and my friends were in Mexico and we're from Iowa. We're flying back to, to, from here, then to Omaha. And we're going to drive back to Iowa. And they asked me, I can't remember the other specific questions they asked me, but they finally got to the point that there was another person named Adam Pedersen. And I don't think Adam Pedersen is a very common name. So the odds of this are just a classic Pedersen luck. There was another person named Adam Pedersen who was on the loose in the United States, had a warrant on him for a bunch of robberies and crimes he had committed. And so when I'm going to the airport and I show him my passport, Adam Pedersen shows up. These police are thinking Awesome. The name Adam Pedersen is flagged in the database. We got him. This guy's on the run. No more. We got him. So finally it gets squared away. Like, okay, I'm not the guy. They let me go. I'm like, wow, what a freaking story. What a moment in my life. Only me. This would only happen to the old P luck Pedersen. So I finally get back to where I was. I I still have to like go through uh, checking in and crap like that. My friends. Lovely people didn't wait for me. They're gone. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, all right, where do I got to go? I got to make sure I get this right. I'm on my own. I finally figure out where I have to go. I come down an escalator and there they all are sitting at our terminal and they're all just laughing at me. I'm shaking my head. I'm pissed and flustered. They're like, what, what was that? And I tell them, and of course they just have a, a great laugh. Can't believe it. I'm throwing out better than luck, better than luck. Go figure better than luck. So yeah, that was the time that uh, I was detained in the Atlanta airport because uh, police thought that I was a criminal on the loose who apparently would be dumb enough to use a passport with his own name on it in an airport, a place that an airport, by the way, a place that has incredibly high security. So that was fun. That was scary. Uh, Sitting in one of them detaining rooms when you're by yourself in a city far from home and you know no one,
1: not a great feeling, very uneasy, nervous feeling, not a great feeling. Okay, I'm going to close out the
0: episode with this. I'm not going to try to get all too religious on you, but I'm just going to share some stuff. By the time you guys will be listening to this Easter, just Easter just happened. We had good Friday. We had Easter and it's, it's my favorite time of the year. I love it. I I just, I just love being reminded of the meaning of good Friday. um, When Jesus knew that we needed him, that he had to die for us to have hope in a future uh, that we could still, even though we're sinners and we're going to sin, it's inevitable um that we that we can be saved through his death and uh and still live and there's hope in the world and i just love the message of good friday and everything it brings and then culminated with easter sunday how king jesus resurrected he rolled the tomb away he came back and uh in the form that he knew he needed to be after his death on uh, on that fateful friday to to complete to complete the cycle and, and give us hope and healing in a future that uh, a broken world that we would have to live in and inhabit. And, uh, and I just, I just, I just love Easter so much. I, it's, it's incredible. I have, you know, I have, I've said before on some podcasts, I'm, it, you might not, you might not think it cause it'll get a little goopy sometime, but I'm a man of faith. I have a relationship with the Lord. I love him. Uh, enjoy reading the Bible. I just love church and sermons and worship music and, and, uh, you know, I guess I'm proof that you can fall short, uh, you know, say some dumb things from time to time, be a sinner, but you know, God still loves us and, and he, and he's got our back. And because of the Easter season and everything that happened through Christ's death, burial and resurrection, we, there, there's still hope and we can still go out and live an amazing, uh, hopeful life um, and have a relationship with Christ. And we're just imperfect people. We're going to sin. It's the way it is. There's no change in it. But through that, we can have hope that God still loves us through our sins, that Christ died for us because we're sinners. Even though he was perfect, he knew we needed him. And and we can find hope in Him through our trials and trivial times in life and whatever might happen. So, you know, I I just hope that you guys had a great Easter. Um, I hope that you know you would maybe get curious about what Easter means and Good Friday and and come to have a relationship with the Lord too. It's the best. It's truly the best, most joyful, fulfilling thing there is. Relationship you can have. And uh, I'm living proof that you can be a sinner, a failure, screw up all the time, and still have incredible joy and happiness because you know that uh, you can be repentant and still have a relationship with the Lord. He forgives you. He loves you. And he's never going anywhere. You, you can't do anything to make him not love you and go anywhere. You can't. Period. End of story. So talk to me if you want. I can share my story with you and, and, uh, or talk to someone, you know, has a relationship with Christ and it would just be, uh, an amazing, amazing thing for you. So I just, I just wanted to share that. I was compelled to do that. And that was episode 57. Uh, as humans, I think we're self-conscious a lot about how we sound or what we said, so I'm probably a terrible judge. I'm probably going to listen back to this episode and think it stinks when I'm editing it, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you had a few laughs along the way. I hope you uh, got some good food insight for me. I'm telling you people, those Hawaiian roll garlic bread. Oh, you got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, I just, you know, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's, I love podcasting. I love talking. And, uh, down the road, I'm looking forward to, uh, maybe doing some fun and new things with the old podcast. So I hope you'll, those of you who still listen regularly, uh, I'm very appreciative of you and I love you dearly. Um, not as much as the Lord loves you, <laughs> see what I did there, but I do love you dearly and I hope you'll continue to listen and tell friends and hopefully I can do things to make this podcast get better. In the future, and uh, and grow, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I do love it so much. I'm going to do Brett's job here. I'm probably I'm probably not going to do it as good as him, but I'm going to do it.
1: Check us out on
0: Anchor. <laughs> I could probably pull it up. I I, I go to Anchor. I'm um, search backroads and bonfires. You'll find us there. Um, It'll give you it'll give you all the links to where you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. So you can find us there. Um, you can head over to Facebook, search for backroads and bonfires on Facebook. Um, I need a, it every time I post an episode, it does actually upload it and you can listen on Facebook and you can still like minimize your phone and it'll keep playing it, which is cool. Um facebook had that new feature they added a while back so you can listen to us on facebook find us there i need to post more pictures there but tiktok and instagram is just what's hot for me right now posting a lot on there and speaking of you can also find us on instagram search for Backroads and bonfires on instagram Uh, i share my tiktok photos on instagram i share some farming photos on there um if I can remember, I, I like to post some food pictures on Instagram. So check that out too. Uh, and last but not least, oh, Twitter. We're also on Twitter. BK Roads Bonfires on Twitter. Check it out. Um, and last but not least, TikTok. I like to post a few, three, four videos a week if I can on TikTok. Uh, you can that that's searching for me though. Not Backroads and Bonfires. At official Adam Petterson. You know what? Let me pull up the old phone ski because I got it right in front of me here. Uh, Yeah. At official Adam Pedersen, and that is A-D-A-M-P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N. I got videos on there of me eating food, of me getting my face blown off in the wind, of baby calves running around, of all sorts of stuff. A lot of stuff on the old talk. Check it out. I hope you have a good laugh. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, listen to us. It would mean the world to me if you told me you like it. It would mean the world to me as well if you still listen but aren't a huge fan or if you did listen and stopped. Tell me why you stopped. Because feedback like that is how we can improve this thing to make it better and get more listeners. So if you're someone out there who maybe checked back in just for this episode uh, to see what a solo pod with me was like, tell me why you stopped listening before. Constructive criticism makes the world go around, baby. So let me know. I, I can handle it. I want that constructive criticism. So for those of you listening, tell me. Tell me what we can do to get better because I want to make this thing better. Uh anyway. That's the podcast. It's episode 57. I hope everyone had a great Easter. I hope everyone just gets to eat awesome food all the time. I love food so much. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time on the backroads and bonfires podcast.
1: Hot hot.